Hello and welcome to Another Look, a podcast about anything and everything that we feel deserves another look. I am your host, Jeremy McKinley, joined by... Brian Powers. Brian Powers, good to have you back, sir. Good to be back. And today we are going to be doing our top 10 list of the year. We are coming to the end. Sure are. Of 2018. Just a few days left. Just a few days left. It is currently December 26th. We got about five days left. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about our, our top 10 favorite movies of the year. We're going to throw in some honorable mentions in there as well for you guys to go out and Redbox and scream in any way you can because okay. there are some good ones that came out this year. Yeah. As we were saying earlier, not a lot of 10 out of 10s. No. But a lot of like 8 out of 10s. A lot of 8.5s. A, a lot of 8.5s. Like eight 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 yeah. Halves, yeah. Yeah, and there's tons of them. A lot of B pluses. A lot of B pluses. I was like, I would, I would say if I were to give the, uh, the movies of this year a GPA, maybe like a three point five. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like above average. Above average for sure. Good. And a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, no A pluses or uh, maybe one. Maybe one or two. Maybe one yeah, or two. Maybe one or two. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a lot of B pluses. Cool, cool. So let's just hop into that list, Brian. All right. Your number 10. My number 10 is Black Klansman. Black Klansman? I haven't seen that one yet, either. You haven't seen, I haven't it? seen it? Dude, I, oh. dude, dude, I've been working towards it. I just haven't had time. Oh, shit. There's so many yeah. things that I want to see. It's Spike Lee, right? Spike Lee, this is one that I watched in August when it came out, and I actually just watched last night again because mm. it had been a while. And I wanted it, since it was kind of on the cusp, I want to make sure that I wanted it in my top 10. It's really cool because it uses history to mm-hmm. kind of talk talk about current events mm-hmm. do you know like the basis of, the of it of the movie i know that it, it, it's a guy that poses as, as a certain person to join the clan but then has someone else play that yeah. character right yeah now. the main characters are john david washington Z- son of denzel denzel's kid and uh, adam driver right adam driver so adam driver is the guy that plays him yeah uh, or plays him when he's actually with the clan. Yeah, he's basically like his surrogate, basically. Yes, I mean. exactly. And then you got Topher Grace's David Duke, right? Topher Grace's David Duke, and he kills it. I hear he's good. Oh, he's so good. Like, he, I mean, he's super racist, of course, saying the N-word here and there yeah. and all, all this stuff. But he's so likable at the same time. So they sell... How he's able to get people to follow him, that charisma. Oh, yeah, the charisma. Oh. Because one of the things I always love is, is a guy that I don't agree with, but still sells it with charisma, that I'm yeah. like, a weaker mind would fall for him, and I'd understand why. Because, Absolutely. Because he's likable. And the most likable people can say almost anything, and you would follow them, if said in the right way. Yeah. So, Black and Lensman. Yeah, and the way this movie is, it's kind of like a mix of, like, 70s black exploitation mm-hmm. with, like, a thriller, like, undercover thriller, okay. with a little bit of comedy thrown okay. in there, too. You know, Spike Lee, Spike Lee loves his, his comedy, yeah. and there is a little portion at the end not gonna spoil anything which takes it right back to today which i think has put some people off but i thought it worked with his overarching kind of themes i've heard people talk about the ending and how it brings it back not that it's bad but it's a very it's very much ham the more sophisticated audience members are like yeah i see the parallels you don't need to literally yeah. tell me again it's basically ham-fisted uh the idea of uh even though the story takes place in the 70s not a lot has changed mm-hmm in that 40 years okay and it worked for me but i can definitely see where it wouldn't work for people like i understand if it doesn't work for you 
Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Uh, there's a movie called Mother that Darren Aronofsky. I still haven't watched that movie, and uh, it, it goes heavily in metaphors. Mm-hmm. And and it's one of those movies that are just like it's it is controversial. Like either you like it or you hate yeah, it. Yeah, that's and, why I've been and, waiting and, to see. And it. I love it, but I definitely understand that it hits my metaphorical sweet spot. But it, with that sweet spot is a very small small point. So yeah, and so you got to be a sniper to hit it if you get what I'm saying. Oh, and, absolutely. And it hit mine, but everyone's spot is different. So would you like it? I don't know. I will say this. After you watch it, I want to talk to you about it because it's definitely worth a good conversation. Yeah. It's one of those things that's been on my list, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. And you've been catching up over like all of movie after Oh, yeah. 70s, so, 80s. Now I'm in the 90s. You'll get there. 90s. <laughs> it's been a busy oh, year. I'm so sorry. The 90s are not that good. Uh, you know <laughs> like, what? They're, 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 some... they're good stuff there, but it's not as good. I've started it's... off with some pretty good stuff, including yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, Shawshank. Oh, well, that's uh, going to be near the top. Frank like, Darabont. Come on, uh, man. Yeah. I love that movie. But let's get back to 2018. Cool, cool. Uh, my number 10, A Simple Favor. Ah, okay. This one just missed my list. Just, just squeaked under? It's in my honorable mentions. Cool. But, but, but yeah, we can yeah, definitely talk this, about this. Yeah. This movie I saw because I actually had like a Sunday where I actually had nothing to do, which was weird. I was either going to see this or something else. Again, it's one of those movies that no one covered on YouTube. No, it just kind of came out. Nobody reviewed yeah. it. Like, only people that reviewed it were my favorite guys, uh, Double Toasted, which used to be a, a, a website called Spill.com, and they used to review movies in animated form. Oh, But, okay. but they're the only, only people that reviewed it, so, mm-hmm. and they said that it was good, and I was like, cool. And also, the one that kind of turned me off was its director. He had done Ghostbusters last year. Oh, which, uh, Feig? Yeah, Feig. Paul Feig? Paul Feig, yeah. 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 And he so, also did Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. And he, but he also did uh, Spy. True. And yeah. so he's very hit or miss yeah. for me. But watching this one, this one was, you would not know it was the same guy. Unless I, and, and, oh, unless, yeah. Like, uh, I believe what I heard him describe it as when I heard him interviewing about it, he was he called it a suburban noir. Yeah, I can see that. And I saw, and when I started watching, it, I was like, "This feels like a blending of genres I've always wanted to see but never got to see." Like, I, I think I even like posted on Facebook when you when you posted about it, when you saw it. Yeah. Recently, that it was like if you like cross Gone Girl with Mean Girls. Yes. And I thought that was great. Right. Like, that's a great comparison there. Stars Anna Kendrick and uh, Blake Lively. Blake Lively, man, she's been coming Blake on. Lively, dude. I first fell in love with her with a movie called The Shallows. With her, yeah, with, with the shark, which I saw this year, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty solid. It right? was good. It was, I was like, "Holy it, shit!" It, it, she, she had she had to carry the movie by herself from from the girl that came from Gossip, Gossip Girl, girl. <laughs> to to Shallows. I was like, "All right, yeah. she, she got some chop." But yeah, I, I thought that she was great in here along with Anna Kendrick. I oh, I, I'm a big fan of Anna Kendrick in real life. Her acting, minus the last Pitch Perfect movie, mm-hmm. uh, was <laughs> fucking terrible. I stopped at once. So. Yeah, uh, the second one was okay, but it's probably good that you <laughs> that you stopped. I've watched the third one and I was like, oh my god, it's so stupid. But mm-hmm. other than that, like. Real life acting, she is great. Yeah, man. She's, she's just funny as hell. She plays quirky so well. Yeah. She's a triple threat, though. Oh, yeah. she She's funny, she's good looking, and she can uh, sing. Dude, like, one of the hottest things she did in the movie was when she's, uh, when she gets the, the up on a character. You, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. And it cuts to her singing, uh, that song by, uh, Mob, M-O-B, the take rings off, oh. it bracelets and rings, and she's yeah, doing the hip hop in the car. In the car, yeah. Oh, dude, she's <laughs> fucking going for it. Word for and word. I was like, 
oh my god, I love her. Yeah, right. That was great, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not really sure how this fits in, but yeah, you know what? But I, this is great. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, a simple favor is my number ten. So yeah, and and the reason why it, it just missed for me is the ending got a little too wild the, for me. Literally, only one moment in the ending, and that yeah. one, and that was the this. I'll, I'll just say silent but deadly. Yes, you know I mean? that's was, all. You'll silly. know what we're talking it was about. Silly. And just that, literally, it, like everything else was so good. And it was a competitive year for me. Like I, I could have gone like twenty deep, and this, I, this probably ended up at like thirteen, twelve or thirteen. So it was like right it's there. Yeah, it's if we there. did a top fifteen, top it'd 15. be there. It was out of left field. You know, yeah, it was, I was like, what is and this? It was, and it was just something different. And the dark humor. Ooh, dark humor was God, so good, man. I love the dark and twisted humor. The dark humor. humor was so good, man. Brian. All right. Number so nine. This one, we don't have to talk about it for too long. All right. Because we've talked about it at length, and we disagree. Is it this? It sure like, is. <laughs> okay. It is Black Panther. I, just let you know, I'm crossing my arms right now. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing the X. Um, this movie, I actually thought it would be higher, but I rewatched it recently, and it wasn't quite as high for me as it was when we did that. I hear my logic bomb. No, I've also watched a lot of movies this year. Uh-huh. But I still think for what it was, it, it um, and it's kind of talk of isolationism with globalism and all of that kind of stuff, which I am interested in. That's, and that's, kinda, a, that's, that's up your alley, just personally. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's right up my alley as like a history buff and a lot of what's going on today. Yeah. Um, so with that and uh, Michael B. Jordan and Chaz- Chadwick Boseman and then the fully realized female characters, I just loved it. And so that's why I put it right here at nine. Okay, my own. I couldn't put it couldn't put it higher because it has gone down a little. Uh, my number nine, Isle of Dogs. Oh, I haven't seen this one. So this is done by Wes Anderson. Uh, okay. Uh, if you've ever seen Royal Tenenbaums, The Darjeeling Limited. He, he did Rushmore, right? Gr- Rushmore and Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay, so I haven't seen any of his movies, yeah. but Rushmore is on my 90s list. Yeah, awesome. Great start. It's weird. My thing with Wes Anderson, he is the quintessential hipster director. Okay, when I see him, I hate him. Because he rubs me like the way that the Coen brothers rub me. Where I know the Coen brothers are phenomenal directors, and so was Wes Anderson. But they always rub me as those guys that direct comedy that never laugh at anything. Fair like, enough. L- like they're just above laughing at anything. Like they're like they just like sit back and they're just like I make comedies. I don't actually laugh at them, and, and I just like kind of like Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, but at he kind of gives that vibe. Yeah, but even Steve Martin earlier in his time was like, true. was more lively and funny. Like, and true. Like I'm, he's not, he's not above being silly. True. But I feel like they're above laughing at their own stuff, even though they're Fair funny. Enough. But this movie was really good. It was stop motion. Basically, it takes place in Japan. There's been like this kind of some kind of rabies virus or whatever that basically made Japan be on high alert about dogs. And so mm-hmm. like they just kind of got rid of all the dogs and put all the dogs on like this one island that they used to send all their trash to. And so this one kid finds out that his dog was sent there, and he's like screw that, I'm going to get my dog. And so he flies a little plane over there and lands and gets stuck there. And basically he finds these other dogs that are there and they try to help him find his dog. Because they're just like, hey, we used to be man's best friend. And this guy's the only guy that's ever come to try to find this dog. And mm-hmm. we respect that his master is trying to find yeah. like, like one of us. And so we got to help him out because we're dogs. You know what I mean? Man's best friend. And it's good, man. 
the dry humor is there. Uh, you got great voice work by, uh, you got uh, Edward Norton in there, of course, because he's, he's one of Anderson's alumni. You got Brian Cranston in there, and, oh. I, and, 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 and he's really good as well. Well, also one of the things that I love, they don't use, do, I don't know if they do subtitles or not, because like, cause it takes place in Japan. But they are able to translate language like the like the dogs speak English, mm-hmm. but the Japanese people just speak Japanese. Uh-huh. And the only time the, the people are speaking Japanese, they always have like an English interpreter like in the background of the scene saying what they're actually saying in English. So mm-hmm. it feels more like it's in the scene unless like you got subtitles that you're constantly reading. It's a movie that takes place in Japan. It's a Japanese quote unquote movie in terms of its whole setting, and it works and doesn't feel and it doesn't feel like it's in any way disrespecting Japanese culture. But I, I definitely love it. It's great has a lot of heart. If you're a person that's ever been connected with a dog, you'll get the feel, sir. You'll okay. Get, you'll get the feel. I'll have to check it out. Check it out. Cool, cool. So, number eight, right? Number eight. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. High five! I love that movie. Yeah, all right. Is it on your list? It's my honorable mention. Okay. It's, it's, it's like it's like my 11. Okay. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. So, I just watched this recently. Yeah. Uh, like, within the last couple of weeks. And, you know... This movie is just charming as fuck. Charming. It is so charm, charming. Charm just coming out of yeah. out the ears. Yeah. Ears, nose, all orifices. Yeah, and although it ends up with like the whole romantic comedy kind of narrative and trope, I felt like for most of it, it kind of defies it. It avoids all the all the dumb potholes. Cliches. Cliches yeah. and potholes they normally fall into. Like people yeah. not communicating over dumb things and, yeah. then, and then letting that be the driving force of conflict for the whole movie. And they just like, every time that happens, they're just like, no, we're dope. We're going to talk about it and move on with our day. And I'm like, oh, oh good for you. And then they're like, oh, next one, oh, they're going to do this. Oh, they just avoid it again. Like, yeah. like adults, they just talked about it. Huh. <laughs> yeah. And then it does take a turn eventually. Yeah. You know, the, I mean... It's a rom-com, so it's got to go down that alley. But I felt like even that, it did it its own way. Yeah. And they brought the culture, the Asian culture, into it. Yeah. And made it a vital part of the plot line. I did. I will say, um, I think they literally just hired every gorgeous Asian person that exists in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Like, because you would think like, oh, just the women. No, the men are all gorgeous too. Like, yeah. There are just shower shots of Asian guys that aren't even the main character. Right. And they're like nice and cut and everything right. and clean cut. And I'm just like, this is, I guess this is for women too. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Henry Golding. Henry Golding. Also, who was also in, in Simple, Simple Favor. Favor. Yeah. I watched this movie first. Then I watched Simple Favor. I'm like, hey. Same it's here. Same here. I saw Great Rich Asians in, when it came on, I saw it in theaters in August. Okay. In August. It was like the one movie I saw in August, but it was yeah, like... Yeah, August was busy for me, so I missed it until just recently. But yeah, Crazy Rick Reasons is excellent. Yeah. Great romantic comedy. And it, again, you gotta have the happy ending. Yeah. But it earns it. Yes. And that's all you want, right? Yes. Dude, I know where you're going. Just just get me there genuinely with yeah. some genuine feelings, and you earn it. Don't cheat. And they didn't cheat. Yeah. And it did what a movie's supposed to do. It made me feel something. It made, gave I me was like, feels. ooh, all right. It feels. Michelle Yeoh is the really stern mom, but she owns yes. it. Yes. And Ken Jong, they threw him in there for a second. Honestly, my favorite character is probably the gay cousin. Yes. Oliver? Yeah. Yeah, I loved him. We called him the rainbow sheep of the family. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was good. Yeah, it was just, I was surprised because, you know, rom-com, I just heard Asian rom-com. So I'm like, all right, so it's just going to be the standard rom-com and just with, you know, a different culture. And I'm going to quote Lex Luthor from Superman Returns. Wrong! (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I watched it, I was like, wow, I am shocked. You walked out and you're just like, 
That's really good. Yeah, exactly. Like, and also, you just walk out feeling good, right? Yeah. And it definitely has a very classic, like, Breakfast at Tiffany's old classic movie yeah. feel to it, too, that, uh, that I really dig as well. Also directed by, it's by John M. Chu. Who, who is it? He started out doing the Step Up movies. Oh, shit. Yeah. He did Step Up 1, 2, and 3, and then he went on to do the second G.I. Joe movie. Okay. And then Which I think was... I had followed him yeah. from the beginning, so it was good to see him, like, work his way up. Being a guy of Asian descent, it's good to say got a guy, an Asian guy behind the camera to do exactly to do, to do more yeah. Asian. And I think this was his best movie so far, so I'm only seeing him improve, which is good. That's always a plus. And so yeah, barely squeaked under there, but it was definitely an excellent movie. I, okay. I definitely highly recommend it as well. My number eight. I don't know if anyone's heard of this one. Thoroughbreds. I watched it. You saw Thoroughbreds? Yeah. Yeah, I love this movie, man. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's in the lower end of my honorable mentions, but yeah, it was it was a good movie. What it did for me that worked. Uh, the relationship between the two girls was just dynamite for me. Yeah, the woman that played girl that couldn't feel shit, couldn't feel. Yeah, things. what was her name? I don't remember what her name is, but she's amazing in this movie. Oh yeah, she the way she played that it was, was just like, like she, I she, believed it. She has to do so much. It's almost like an actor's lesson on acting. Mm-hmm. She has to know how to be able to mimic real feelings just to play it off in case she wants to hide. Olivia Cook. Oh, Olivia Cook. Okay. She killed it, man. I'll only point out one scene that I thought was just money. And that's when um, she's teaching her friend how to cry. Yes. And she like does the whole, like something's caught in your throat and you're just... And you kind of build it up, and then and they start crying, and you're like, wow! And he just, yeah. and she just turns it off immediately. Yeah, you're like, wow. And yeah. then, like, later on, they, they do a callback to that. It's like, you remember when you and I were going back to my dad's funeral, and we were crying together? And she's like, yeah, he's like, were you faking? At that moment, she was like, yeah, that was good, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like, that made me, I was just like, yeah, done. And then the way it ends was just... Mm. Yeah. It, it ends so strong that I was like, and just with that long shot of just what's her name walking upstairs mm-hmm. and then them just staying downstairs. Mm, man, that's, I love that kind of stuff, yeah. man. But that, I think I need to, to revisit that one because yeah, it, it's been a while since I've watched it. But yeah, it's a strong film for me, man. I, I just, I, I got I heard it from on a, cause it came out like earlier this year, like yeah. February. Yeah. And, and it's also, what's his name's last movie? Anton Yecklin. Yes, it is. And our Anton Yelchin, I guess. That's Yelchin, right. Yelchin, yeah. yeah. But it, but he's in it, and he's great in there as well. Yeah. I love this. I, I don't know if anyone else is going to see it, but this I felt like it ended up being like my gym for the year, like the movie that no one else had seen. This is mine, and I'm going to share this sparingly with all the people that I love. Yeah, so. yeah, it was, a, it was a good, solid movie. Yeah, cool, cool. Number seven, Brian. All right, seven is The Hate You Give. Ooh, okay. I also haven't seen this one either. Oh, you haven't seen this yeah, one? I, dude. Since I started driving for FedEx, which was like, which was like September. If it came up between September and now, I probably only seen about five, five, six movies. In okay. Years, so, all right. Do you know the? I, I I know the premise of it. Yeah. The premise of it. Because the hate you give is based off the whole like thug, thug life. Thug life. Yeah. Yep. The, the hate the hate you give does something. Uh, the hate you give yeah. little infants f's everybody. Yeah, got you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So break it down for me. Yeah. So it is a very timely movie. Yeah. It talks about race and you know the cool thing about this movie is that it asks a lot of questions right it does make some statements of course but i felt like it asked more questions than it did make statements okay and so, so not as preachy as it could definitely go down the path of correct it. yeah i felt like making great points without being preachy and they also threw in some good humor in certain parts of it which mm-hmm. helped and really good dialogue 
it, there's actually a pretty good exchange, and you, if you do see it, you'll know when you see it, between uh, Amanda Fisher, who plays Star, mm-hmm. uh, and Common, because mm-hmm. it's a black movie, and Common's, and Common's in it. <laughs> and he's in, he's in a lot. He just, like, shows up. So he plays her uncle, who's a cop. Mm-hmm. And the main premise of it is her friend. Uh, she's with her friend. Her friend gets pulled over, and it, it's in the uh, trailer. So I'll just go ahead and say it. And then her friend gets shot. shot. Yeah, I've yeah. Seen the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So that is the basis of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so there's this really good scene with her and her uncle talking about race and the difference between white and black and the whole thing. So it's is a really good movie. Amanda Fisher. She I hadn't really. I don't think I've seen her before. She, she or not? Star- uh, not Fisher. Sorry. Amanda Stenberg is her and name. She play, and she's the main character. She's star, right? She's star. But she's good in this. She's good. She's great. She's like a, a breakout star. I cool. think I'm going to say that a lot with all the, these movies that yeah. I really like. Cool. But she, yeah, and it's like I said, it's very timely. It talks about today's issues, but also at the same time, it's about a family ah. and working their way through this world and, and things of that nature, dealing with some uh, serious things yeah. that, that arise from this incident. Russell Hornsby, mm-hmm. which I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. I can't think of it offhand. And Regina Hall. Oh, I love Regina Hall. Oh, yeah. She's great. Anything. They play her parents, mm-hmm. and man, they put in some great performances mm-hmm. in this movie. They they really show you how she becomes this person she ends up becoming at the end of the movie because of the things they instill mm-hmm. in, in their kind of. Going I mean, they train that. her to take on the world exactly. But, yeah, and the, but from what I've heard, they also tackle the whole kind of black she has to be in different environments. Yes, yeah, because she's a she lives like in a poor neighborhood, but, but she goes to like a but she goes to like a white like to a, a white, private a white school, private, but like mostly white majority. Yeah, of of, of the yeah, and she's got white. like a like a home star yeah, yeah. and then a school, school star, school star yeah. and they're different. So there's just all these things. And it's just yeah. all wrapped up together. And I actually saw this with my mom ah. and she was just bawling through yeah, this movie. Just, just, and she had like, no idea what this movie was about. I was just like, Hey, just, you want to go just, see this movie? And she was like, yeah. And then yeah, just she, gave, gave her all the feels. Yeah. And she's just like, bawling. She's like, this is a good movie. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's a really good movie. I, I really liked it. So definitely check it out. For sure. So number seven. My number seven, Hereditary. Ah, okay. The horror movie of the year, sir, as it has been called. It has been touted as being one of the scariest movies since whatever. And I don't really, don't pay attention to that. Yeah. You've seen it, Hereditary? Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is it's un, unsettling. It feels like yeah. an understatement. <laughs> My new thing with horror movies these days, people because always they're always common man. The common audience is like, well, I didn't jump every five minutes, so it wasn't scary, right? And that's their barometer. Was it scary, right? If yeah. I didn't jump every three minutes, then it wasn't scary, right? What a good horror movie should do is keep you unsettled for as long yeah. as possible. And this movie, <laughs> and it starts from the beginning. Mm. <laughs> um, we won't give it away, but no. whew, it's one of those like. I will Did say that just happened. There's a moment that involves an allergy. Yes. Where I literally in the theater because I, I I really you know do the black thing of being loud in the theater. But there's a moment where like that leads to its, its climax, mm-hmm. and I literally jerk my head away from the screen and go, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> 
I was watching this with my friend, and we're all talking and just being annoying because yeah. we always are. We, it's at home instead yeah. of the theater. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that happened. I'm like, <laughs> we just look at each other like, what the fuck? Put quiet. that back. Put that back. You're quiet. Right? <laughs> like, holy shit. And here's the thing. The movie, the first half works just so well as a family drama. I don't know even if, if, if she's going to get credit for this. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Yeah. She needs to get an Oscar nomination. For her performance in this movie, man, she she is she knocks it out of the park. Yeah, and I feel like she's gonna be forgotten only because the movie came out so earlier in the year, and yeah, and they generally only give Oscars to movies that generally come out with their attention span of the last two months, pretty much. But she knocks it out of the park. That scene with her and her son at the dinner table, yes, electric. Yeah, when the other core elements come in, that's like the icing on the cake. These characters and their drama is interesting enough. Yeah. So when it gets to the horror stuff. Oh my gosh! That one still shot where you just notice that something is in the frame you didn't notice that that was there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw it in theaters, and it was like me and like four of the people, right? And we were like all spread out throughout the theater, right? Yeah. It's like me, two black girls, and two black guys. But the black guys were like down near the front row of the, uh-huh. of the top thing, and the black girls were kind of in the middle. And I was at the top, right, by myself. And I don't really like it when people talk in the theater, obviously. But they gave their reactions at just the right time that I kind of was happy they were there with me. <laughs> There's a moment where, like, you know, uh, the son looks around and run by things. Yes. And and the girl does the, oh, hell no. no. <laughs> <laughs> she, she sings at perfect pitch. And then, like, when that shot, when you just sit there and you're like, is that what I think it is? And you just keep, uh, the black guy's down the front and you're just like, bruh. Bro, you see that? <laughs> bro, bro, do you not see that? Right there, bro, right there. Do you not? Dude, it's right there. <laughs> but dude, I was, it was just like, their reaction was just on point. So it actually yeah. enhanced with me. But yeah, that movie is fantastic. The only thing I do not like is the literal last 30 seconds of, of exposition. Yes. If, if they didn't give me that, it would be near perfect for me yeah the the end just didn't it, it, uh yeah i already figured this tell, stop telling yeah. me this, this movie isn't for dumb people that want to come in and need you to spoon get it this is from people like me that like art horror movies yeah. you, you give it to me just yeah it, it didn't hit me as much i actually uh my friend that uh watched it with really liked it mm-hmm. and I, it just didn't hit me as much mm-hmm. and yeah that in part it was kind of part of it but yeah, I mean, I could see that it was like well done and all this stuff. It just didn't hit me as much as it hit other people. I also loved um because you know how the character of the the mom makes uh, those miniatures. Yeah. And you, you notice how they shot the house to look like a giant miniature. Yeah, they did. that was really like that was a really cool touch to the yeah. filmmaking. Right, the f- house felt almost overly wide. Right, like how like the wa- the walls felt like you were in like a giant toy house. Yeah. And, and I thought that would come in honestly. I, At some I, point. And honestly, I, I didn't, but I just like the visual of that feeling. Like, yeah. like, like they're in a giant toy house type yeah. thing because of that. And that great opening shot of it panning around and then going into the room that transitioned seamlessly into the opening scene where the guy walks in to say, we got to go to the funeral. Yeah. But yeah, I, honestly, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. So we're on to number six now, right? Yeah. And number six for me is Roma. Roma. Uh, have you seen this? I have not. Give me the... Brief synopsis, I think I've heard of it. Uh, yeah, so it's by Alfonso Cuaron. Cuaron, yeah, okay. I know about it, haven't seen it, but I, I love Alfonso Cuaron like no other. Yep, it's 
black and white. It's a very artsy film. Mm, it's uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah. It's got to be artsy. Yeah. With, the name like, with the name like Alfonso Cuaron. You... Fair enough. Uh, At that point, I better walk in with like a beret on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's black and white. It's in Spanish with subtitles. It's in Mexico City and a live-in housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Who is working for a middle class family, mm-hmm. and it's kind of just showing their life, uh, her life, and the family's life as there's different events that happen. It's almost the cool thing about this movie. It's like connected vignettes. Okay, um, it flows well. A movie that's very much more like a slice of life type thing going on. Yeah, where there's no real plot as much as it's just there's themes like it's more heavy on the themes and what and more character study type stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and things happen in each vignette and all kind of. I wouldn't say it comes together, but it leads up to. But there's a point where it comes to a kind of a point or or a head yeah. or a theme of some kind. Sure that does. Been kind of doing around mm-hmm. the album. Okay. Yep. And it uh, the beginning, I'd say. Almost like hour is kind of a slow simmer, mm-hmm. and you just kind of get to live in this world that he's created. Yeah, uh, which is beautiful, even black and white. Like oh, you, you, he just works. I, I, I want to say he did the cinematography for this, but I'm not a hundred percent. His movies are always gorgeous. Yeah. I will say that. Um, uh, but yeah, he wrote it, he directed it, so he was doing a lot here. Mm-hmm. And um, it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix oh, it movie. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. I'd yep, it's I'll, I'll, I'll uh, it one out. of those that's up there contending for awards, uh, like Oscars and things like that. Although, not really sure if it's going to get over the Netflix hump because you know there's still a stigma and things like that. Yeah, when it comes to Netflix, that but is, that is true. But yeah, it it tackles socioeconomic and gender issues throughout i guess i don't want to spoil it since you haven't seen it but i liked what they did and you'll notice with the male characters okay uh it's something that i have never seen i haven't i don't think i've seen before when it ha- and it has to do with all of the male characters collectively okay so like a tackle to some kind of thing about men that's how that hasn't really been discussed or tackled i guess that i've like, seen that yeah. you've seen yeah okay yeah, and it's a very engrossing movie. Mm-hmm. It just, even in the part that kind of simmers, you just want to watch it. Like, I could just watch her life mm-hmm. just play out and just, I'm okay with it. So there's some directors that are just matches that are just making you be engrossed in the mundane. Yeah, that and that's what it was. Yeah. And that's what it was. And yeah, it, it's kind of simple at points, but but never boring, mm. you know? And it, it's just a very artsy, really good movie. And, you know, honestly, going into it, I was like, uh, I mean, I like Alfonso Cuaron, but this looks, there's such Spanish. thing for me yeah. as too artsy. Yeah. And I thought this might be it, but I, I think it Rode that line. It hit your sweet spot, right? It really did. It hit that sweet spot. And I was like, okay, this yeah. movie, all right. Yeah, I, it definitely feels like one of those kind of movies that I would love. And also, but a movie that I have to be very careful who I recommend it to. Like, yes. You know what I mean? You're like, this is not for everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah the casual film mm, goer is going to be bored as hell. Like, I know if I told my parents, hey, it's black and white and it's in Spanish. So, like, uh, Bye bye. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, I got interested. <laughs> nope, not at all. 
My dad's like, all right, I watched Das Boot, and yeah. that was in subtitles, but that had subs in yeah. it, all right? <laughs> Submarines, like, yeah. Yeah. in World War II. World War II. Th- this has none of that. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, I'm going to hop over to my number six. And, yeah. this, and this one's more of a commercial hit that I just love that kind of got lost in the shuffle after it came out. Game Night. Game Night, all right. Game Night was, like, for me, the funniest comedy of the year. Like, it was just so solid and just, like, yeah. it's, it's premise. I love the whole idea of these characters who are from a comedy that are in a thriller but don't don't realize they don't know it. Yeah. And, and, and they don't treat the narrative they're in seriously, yeah. which I love when a guard has the gun on uh, Rachel McAdams and she's just like, don't shoot, I have kids. And he's like, not with an ass like that, you know. <laughs> and, she, and she goes, oh, well. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just moments like that. And then she has the gun. Has the like, gun. And she's waving then, it around. Waving it around. Yeah. And then shoots it like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> just the reactions were just so good. But also that it had like good, it had like yeah. a good arc with, with the main married couple too. Yeah. Their own Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman and Rachel and McAdams. Rachel McAdams. And then uh, his brother played by um, Kyle Chandler. Yep. Kyle Chandler. Who's, uh, and then uh, one the... Neighbor cop guy, he was actually oh, oh, also from also from Friday Night, Friday Night Lights, uh, yeah. Jesse Plemons, he was yes. hilarious, wasn't yeah. he? Oh my that god, <laughs> god, he played like weird and creepy. The way he, way, way he just appear there, yeah. <laughs> Hi, just uh, just noticed you guys were having a game night. Like, no, we're not having a game night. Oh, really? You just and they were trying to hide, hide it, from, hide all the chips that they just got and everything. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good, but he was hilarious. He was oh, he was great. So deadpan, but that movie's a lot of fun. And uh, it was just in terms of just pure fun and comedy, most fun I've had, most fun I've had in a comedy all year. Yeah, for me, so. and th- this is one of the movies that I had in my top five, yeah. and in uh, at the end of June, it was definitely strong in the middle of the year. Yeah, when there wasn't much around and everything, it kind of fell down just because I felt like there were a lot, of, just a lot of like good movies, solid movies. Yeah, but it, this was this is one of the better comedies there was. I get the like you and the boys watch a comedy, you put this on because oh this, yeah this, for this, sure, it's just a good time. And just it's it's rare to find a good mainstream comedy these days because it's oh. just so hard because they're just it's very few and far between these days. I mean, every time I see a comedy or a trailer for one, they look awful and they generally are. They are yeah. But this one I watched and I was I just walked out being like, oh, it was great, and it had a, a nice story to it too, and everything was fun and it was well shot. It was on top of that, which is why like it's the movie captured. You see the knife, but then when it comes out, you see. At the angle, oh, he's like cutting like, oh, yeah, yeah. That. but it's the way it angles, it's just like, hey, yeah. what are you doing? And he's like, oh, oh, and he just, but just the way they give information across, it made like it was visually funny, yeah. And Kyle Chandler, like, playing a completely different like character Coach that he Taylor? usually does. Oh, yeah. Kyle Chandler's an American treasure, he's oh, dude, he, he's just a really great character he, actor, he can do anything, yeah. Oh, one yeah, of those American sure. men, but just all the all the best parts of America. I yeah, think. which is with this movie yeah. where he is not that, oh, yeah. and it's like, all right, that added to your repertoire. Yeah, okay. well done, it's, sir. It's cool, cool. We are now halfway through this number five, bro. top five, top right. five, number five for me. A Star Is Born. Ooh, I'm sure you've seen this I one, haven't. right? You haven't? I, I, I do. All I, right, all right. I saw, I saw nothing. I saw nothing in October, dude. Okay. I, saw, I know. I saw Halloween in October. That was like the only okay. thing I saw. But literally, I was just delivering packages. So. Yeah, no, fair enough. But again, also one of the things I want to see. Yeah. I hear it's great, but yeah. I just haven't seen it. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Bradley directing now, too. Yeah. Right? His, and, his... and singing. And singing? And, and, and he's that handsome, too. Oh, he's still Can, handsome. It's, it's not fair. I really it's isn't. Not, you, you can't be all those. You can't be everything. And then Lady Gaga's like, you know what? I'm going to try acting, too. And by the way, I'm going to be really good at it. Right. I mean, I, I, I've, I've, I've seen clips, and yeah. I'm like, she looks like a natural. 
Yeah, no, she she was great. And some people are like, oh, well, she's good because she's essentially playing her uh, version of herself. And I'm like, no. From what, from what I've heard, she was never that actually shy in terms of her actual personality. Yeah. But I will, from what, but from what I did hear, the little bit of truth they, they kind of threw in to kind of make the character more based on her, the reason why she did like her like really weird gimmicks as Lady Gaga mm-hmm. was because they used to talk about how she, her, her nose was too big. Yes, and they, and they do. Apparently, they address that in. Yes, they do. That. Like mm-hmm. that's why she didn't get her start earlier. Is because people are like, "Your nose is too big." And yep, I'm a weird thing about me. I'm a nose guy. I, I was... like a girl with a good, strong schnozzle. So, <laughs> <laughs> Something so, to hang on to. And so when I see Lady Gaga, <laughs> and I see her like turn that profile, and I see that full nose, I'm just like. Mm. Oh, girl. I guess gorgeous on this. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they is wrong. All right. Well, I feel like I know you in a whole new light. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Weird nose, but just keep going. Hey, we all, we all have our we things. We all have our things. Um, but, yeah, they have, I mean, great chemistry. Mm-hmm. I mean. Fire from what I hear. Oh, it's, it's, you believe it. Yeah. The, you know, love story, her becoming a star, he's kind of, him burning out kind of thing. Star you know, the, yeah, the message that fame isn't what it's all cracked up to be, and mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like an underdog story with a romantic fantasy with a cautionary tale to wrap it all up. All wrapped in a beautiful package. Yeah, yeah, and it's good, and it's been done three or four times. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like the third or fourth remake of that story. I believe, I think originally it was, uh, like, I want to say it was, like, back in the 30s 50s, or like, 40s, 50s, yeah, somewhere. Like, it's been around for a good 70 yeah, or 80 years. Like, yeah, like, it is not a new uh, And it new was story. originally a Hollywood thing, and then throughout the years, it's become like music, it, and it, it's just changed the medium of uh, yeah. of stardom, but it's still the same. And they story. update it to yeah. today. How's the music in this? It's good. I, I, I hear like here's the thing. I love music, and I yeah. listen, I listen to new albums all the time. I have put off buying or getting the music for this because I want to hear it in the context of the movie before Fair I enough. listen to it. But I hear the music is great. Yeah, but I just but again I've been waiting because I'm like I want to I want to see it in its context before. I listen to it, which I'm sure I'll like outside of outside of its content. Yeah. But for some reason, I just want to when I hear music in, the, in a soundtrack for a movie, yeah. I want to see where like what it's in first and how it's used before. Yeah, I it's really it. good. Um, it I mean, it's a shoe in for song of the year, one of the songs. Okay. And um, which kind of highlights the movie, and um, yeah, it's really good. Actually, it's really funny because it kind of talks. It kind of does. It kind of makes makes fun of the music of today mm-hmm. like popular music yeah, and popular, stuff like yeah. that um with it and you'll you'll see it cool. you'll know when you see it kind of thing but i was like hey way to make fun of the music of today nice uh, as someone who it goes more like independent and not oh, mainstream yeah. with their music same here because um, I, I can't stand what's going on oh, with, t- I can't, with mainstream uh, top music right something make me want to blow my brains out yeah <laughs> oh yeah and but it's good direction i think uh bradley cooper did a great job uh with it sam elliott yeah is in this uh, he, I heard he needs to get an Oscar for supporting for this. Yeah, movie. I think definitely a nomination is in store. Sam Elliott's been bombing. Oh, Sam Elliott had a movie come out last year that I love called The Hero. I don't yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, that's one of the ones so I've been meaning well. to see. But it was yeah. So Sam has always been killing it, but it. But in these later years, he's definitely been getting chance to show us what he can really do. Yeah. And so he not in a ton, but when he's in it, he he owns the moments that he's. Yeah, in. he he kind of steals the show in the in those scenes. Awesome. 
Cool, cool. So yeah, good, good movie. Definitely worth the top five. Cool, cool. Well, I'm going to my number five is uh, occupied by the best animated movie of the year. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Man. Alright, well that is my number four. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> right there, so close. Right there. Yeah, so uh, my number five, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And this is coming from a guy who hates animation. For no real reason. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> you are so true. There's no rationale against, uh, over it. i just not a fan of it. Yeah. And um, Even though it's like visually gorgeous and and takes so much time is so takes more time than it does live action artistic like, yeah. i i can't explain it and okay. i'm sure there you know i'm going okay. through the 70s yeah. and the 80s and the 90s i'm sure i'm gonna run out of uh, decades and i'm gonna go uh, to animated uh, eventually when you get to animation come to me i will give you only the gold okay. all right well and in the 90s that was a good decade oh, for animated movies so yeah. i got is some the, of the big ones in there the disney renaissance yeah, yeah i got lion king aladdin toy story uh, well, actually, Little Mermaid was 80. 89, 89, right? 89. That's right. Right, right mm-hmm. at the cusp, okay. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, let's go into Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. First of all, visual style was something I'd never seen before. Dude. Literally. It was like a comic book come Com- to life. Like, straight up. There's straight no up. other way to straight put up. it. Every time you pause the movie would be a frame out of a comic book. Yeah. Literally. The energy of the movie... Great. The voice acting they got, my boy Shamik Moore playing yeah. Miles Morales. If you've ever seen the movie Dope. I haven't. Which is which was my favorite movie of 20... Was it 16? maybe? Yeah. This one was my number one movie that year. Okay. He's, I've he's checked out. I've heard so good things. But he's Miles Morales. He's great. That guy was it. Jake Johnson? Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson being a... New girl? Being, a, being fat Peter Parker. Being yeah. Peter, Peter B. Parker. All the other characters get... Haley Steinfeld? Yeah, Haley Steinfeld. Oh, she's she Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Great there on top of that. Uh, Mahershala Ali is uh, Aaron, Davis, Aaron Davis or the Proud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that hay was good, right? Yeah, Lily, Lily Tomlin, Lily the Tomlin. most badass Aunt May that I've ever the seen. Great, she's basically Madam Web. If you ever, Pretty, watched, yeah, like, I, I've heard about it. Yeah. yeah, in the comics, she's like the, she's like the hub of all the spider stuff that, yeah. that happened. But she, yeah, she's basically she, she that kick ass. Got a Lee Schreiber as the Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin. And uh, there's a twist with one of the scientists that I'm not going to spoil for people. Yeah, like, that was a nice twist. Yes, right? I saw that. I was like, yeah, that was a nice twist. Because there's no reason why not. Because, again, other universes, why not, right? Yeah, you're doing uh, parallel universes? Go for it. Go for it, right? Uh, Nick Cage is Spider-Man Noir. Uh, I was waiting for that. It, like, it's always good when you see Nick Cage do something good, just to let you know that he's still got it. He's, he's still just, got it. You just need to channel the crazy into... You gotta channel the cage. The channel rage the, cage. Channel the cage into something constructive and good. And also, if you, if you don't know, Cage is like a huge, huge superhero. Oh, for a nerd. Uh, yeah. That's why he went from Coppola to Cage. Because yeah. Luke Cage. I did not know that. Yeah. That is awesome. Like, one of his kids is named Kal-El, I think. Yeah, yeah. it sure <laughs> is. Awesome, but yeah, I walked out of Spider-Man and into the Spider-Verse I saw it with a friend of mine and I I want the art book for this movie oh my goodness because this movie is like for me I, I would compare it to hip hop in terms of like the greatest freestyle of all time but because you know in hip hop people just throw out so many brilliant lines like they're just throwaway lines mm-hmm. everything they throw out is just so genius 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 this movie was you know was done by the guy who did the Lego movie uh, yeah Phil Lord and Chris Miller yep and so I knew it was already in good hands. To be fair, Sony had been seriously screwing up with Spider-Man with, with, with Amazing Spider-Man and, and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. And so when they got to Homecoming, I didn't like Homecoming. A lot of people did. I was lost in Spider-Man. I hadn't had a good Spider-Man movie 
for me anyway, yeah. since Spider-Man 2, which came out in 2005. And, I, and I'm the guy that liked Spider-Man 3, but I know that it has a lot of flaws. Yeah. But when I saw this, I was like, Spidey is bad. Yeah. And he's perfect. I'm going to I'm gonna do, maybe it's a hot take. Yeah. This is my favorite Spider-Man movie. You know what? I wouldn't fault you for it. Yeah. I would not fault you for it. I, th- this is great. It's definitely one of the great I want to see this again. And like oh, I said. Oh, same here. I don't like animated, but I can't wait to see this movie so, again. So good, man! Everything it, it's movie. great, and this is, this is this is one of the few uh, ten out of ten that I give this year. Cause I, cause I haven't put out a review for it, so this is kind of my review now. But okay, I definitely give this one a ten out of ten. It's just oh, yeah. for me, it's flawless. Yeah, and it transcended the superhero genre. Yeah. This is just a good movie. Good just movie. a. It doesn't matter that it's animated. It doesn't matter that it's a superhero and it's got all these moving parts. Like this movie shouldn't work. But again, because of who's behind it, I sure. trust them. They've done yeah. nothing but gold for me. You know, I mean, I mean, they made Legos be the shit it's true and you're like legos you're like yeah and you see it and you're just like holy shit they made legos right be the shit. Yeah. okay never mind never mind yeah do what you want and they're like oh we're gonna remake 21 jump street as a movie that would be la- oh it's great yeah. okay oh uh, they can't do that again oh they can't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's true oh my god they can't be stopped <laughs> right i would have really liked to see their solo Right? Yeah. With actual flavor? <laughs> yeah, right? And then rather than paint by numbers. Oh, and um, one thing uh we didn't mention Peter Porker. Peter Porker? Spider Ham. Played by John Mulaney. Oh my goodness. That is once again, it shouldn't once, work. Once again. <laughs> but it but it, it, it works so well. Everything and the action is spectacular. Yeah. And then uh yeah. I won't spoil it, but that Stanley cameo. Mm. Especially with him oh, just the, passing the away. Oh man, yeah, that that me. almost oh that got me. It got me. I was like, <sighs> oh. and on top of this, I'm not gonna necessarily spoil it or spoil who, but uh, uh, Marvel Studios. Are you, Marvel Studios. Did you guys let a cartoon actually have more meaningful deaths than than you guys? <laughs> are, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? I knew a, that was a, coming. A, a cartoon and. There are some casualties that hit you, and like uh, it, casualties it, that you didn't think you'd ever oh, see. Oh, right. Oh, what? What? what that, the, the first one that happens, and, uh, I, and I was just huh. like, I was like, that just happened. They just uh, the, the, this this movie has bigger balls than you, <laughs> and it's a cartoon. I'm I'm an MCU guy, Four. but you got a point, yeah, right? <laughs> I, you know, we I know you and I go back and forth on it, but. You, you got a point. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Just saying you did it better? <laughs> yeah, you got you got a point. But, uh, yeah, this movie... Kicks all the ass. Yeah, and, and the different little uh, Easter eggs. Oh, it put, Easter uh, eggs many, galore. Like, in the, in the phone? In the phone. I know I caught one. Mm-hmm. A certain B. Bendis. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Brian, Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh shit. And then I was like, B. Bendis, because I always refer to him as Brian Michael Bendis. Bendis. Yeah. I don't refer to him as Brian, Brian Bendis. Bendis. Brian so Bendis. it was like, B. Bendis. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Morales. yeah, yeah. So no, it makes sense. But I was like, oh shit, that's good. And there was a bunch of them. I was like, oh, I finally get a good black superhero movie this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did. We Which did. is higher in your list? It's true. Okay. <laughs> Got a point. Way higher on your list. Got a point. It's higher than even mine. Yeah. So I really right. like this movie. And the end was great. The end was great. Because 
there's no way to put that in live action. Yeah. Like, the way they do it, Visual. and just, and just the, the just colors dude, and the visuals. Uh, you, know what, you know what this movie did as a cartoon? What they did in that one, and only two scenes, but those two really nice scenes in Doctor Strange. And it's, like, visually just, like, yeah. bonkers. This was the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. And there's certain framing devices yeah. that they keep going, keep going to, back to, which, at first, you're like, all right, are we going to keep doing this? But then it works. It plays back. They're like, Come and they on, go buddy. the got, whole movie got you. to the very end. And it's like, oh, shit, this works. And Phil Lord and Chris Miller, we trust. You need to you need to stop having ye of little faith. I man. know. Like, how many times do they got to give you gold before it's true. you realize I need, I need to respect it. That you were in a mine. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, just the fact that this movie got me into the theater because I had heard how great it was. Cool. And I'm like... All right, let's give it a shot, and boy, was I happy. Excellent. So All right. That was my number five, and that was your number four, right? That was my number four? Can I go to my number four now? Can you go to your number four. My number four is Won't You Be My Neighbor. Oh, okay. The documentary by, yeah. by Mr. Rogers. I saw it. It's uh, in my honorable mention. We live in a very cynical world. Yes, we do. We live in a very divided world. Oh, yeah. When I get to watch a movie that's just about kindness... And love and understanding. Yep. And it's genuine. Dude, my heart was on fire in terms of how warm it was. I cried probably at least five times in this movie. Mm -hmm. And just out of love and joy of just like, oh, that's beautiful. I loved, and I I, I grew up watching, I watched more of the reruns, I guess, that Mm -hmm. came on in the the 90s and stuff on KQED. But I didn't realize how, like, Ahead of its time, this show was. It really was, and it tackled real issues. But it tackled it in such a in such a subtle way, mm-hmm. and, and it was, and, and but it was very much like, like you know, of course, the great moment where he has, where he gets into the pool with the black guy, and the yeah, black, and, and he says he want to get into the pool. It's a hot day. And he's like, I don't have anything. Let's just take off your shoes. It's fine. They get in the pool, and it's like this is done in the sixties. Yeah, and so I was like. I was like, I didn't know. I mean, I knew Mr. Rogers was was the shit, but I didn't realize how much of the shit he was. Yeah, and and like this moment where he actually looks at the camera during that scene, right? Like where he just where he just like, yeah, it's nice and cool, right? He just has this slight glance at the camera with a smile, and I'm and that look for me was like, really America? Because the whole of the of the whole pool fiasco where they're trying to get people black people out of the pool by pouring bleach in there and stuff. Yeah. It's just like this is him in the '60s saying, "Are y'all serious?" Yeah, y'all are treating other human beings this way, and when he's saying that in the '60s, back when it's back when it's okay to be yeah. racist. Well, and not only that, that guy was playing a, a police officer. Police officer, yeah. On top of that, uh, a black police officer yeah. at this time showing a positive black person on television in the '60s. Yeah, he was like one of two, no, three. He was one of three. Mm-hmm. It was him. It was Lieutenant Ahura in Star Trek. Yeah, and it was Bill Cosby and I Spy. Yeah, as a spy. Yeah, but again. They were like the, the, yeah. the three black people, and, and then it turns out, yeah, he was gay, yeah. Which again, what's name was even that much of a problem with him being gay as much as it affecting the funding of the show. Yeah. He, I think, he had a little bit of issue with it, but but, it, but, but coming it, from his like religious uh, background, from his background, but but it was more about. But he also came around on it, and they talk well, about well, he came, that. He came, he came around on it, but his problem with it wasn't because it, it was the show. It was the yeah. show. He's yeah. like the show is is run by conservatives, and yeah. they will not be okay if you be caught with this kind of scandal. Yeah, and this show is too important 
to me and to all these kids out there, because, yeah. you know, for you to just be doing, you got to put that on hold right now. Oh yeah, when he goes to Congress. Yeah. I had heard of it, and oh, I knew that, that oh, it happened. That, that, that little speech he gives. Yeah, that the little speech, turn. and then the the congressman, he was kind of a jackass. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you just got your money, or yeah. what did he say, twenty yeah. million dollars, yeah. yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, and you're just like, ah, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. That scene when he goes when he's hanging out with the kid that's in the uh, the, the wheelchair or whatever. Yeah. And then sees him later on at the end when they show that they re meet again. Yeah. I'm I'm just a, I'm, uh, I'm I'm balling like, yeah. like I walk out of the theater I am covering my face because it's covered in snot and and tears. <laughs> I am just oh gosh so so many positive feelings. Yeah. So yeah, this movie is also one of my one of my ten out of tens this year. Like yeah. Just, Good feelings, good vibes. I, I, I sent my mom to this movie because I'm like, Did Mom, you, you got to go see this. My yeah, mom loved it. I think I need to show my dad this because I don't remember watching it, so I don't think I connected as much mm-hmm. because of it. But still, I was still like affected by it. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, he's just, whether you agree with him, to, it, it shows that no matter what you believe, you can still be... Nice. Yeah, but also not talk down, too. Yeah, exactly. Because it was very much like... It's weird that, like, his show was, like, even though it was for kids, it was not nearly as watered down as television shows of today. Oh, for sure. Right? Because, yeah. you know, like, of today, you're, like, so everything is so, like, censored and sanitized. And, like, you know, he talked about, like, assassination in his shows. Yeah. Like, what is divorce? Yeah. Which, which wasn't, you know, you didn't talk about that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. In television for kids. And he's just tackling it right on there on the show and just like, you can, kids understand this. You, you can explain it to them. Yeah. Don't hide them from the real world it's okay and i love that like the whole thing of like what is this like the moment when he's blowing bubbles and he's like what's assassination and it was like uh right okay we're going there let's talk about it let's talk about it (laughs) yeah but i was like bam all right but yeah that's my that's my number four man all right i guess we're gonna go on to your number three yeah and now this is actually switched around a little bit okay today as i was writing the stuff out i was like ooh, let's switch this with um, uh, with the three to the, the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number three, Upgrade. We are finally in sync, sir. My number three is also Upgrade. All right. All righty. Or, 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 or as we call it, The Good Venom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't even watch it. Good. Because <laughs> I had heard all the shit about it. I was like, you know what? I'm okay. so Upgrade. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, this movie. Dude. Dude. This- Dude, 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 I mean, dude, <laughs> I know. I mean, first of all, you got Logan Marshall Green, who's all the, the, I've always the, referred to the, as the, Tom Hardy. The, the other Tom Hardy? Yeah, the other Tom Hardy. <laughs> they got two Tom Hardys to basically play Venom-like situations. Yeah. But one of them did it better. That's not Tom Hardy. Exactly. Oh, gosh. It's like, so good. This movie is sci-fi mixed with horror with great action and some comedy like in mm. just the best mm. parts of all of it and they don't cop out at the end man no they don't I, oh i i know i'm not gonna spoil the end mm. but it's my perfect ending yeah they, <laughs> they don't cop out and when you have less of a budget you can pull it uh you can get in things like this i know this movie was made for i think it said like two to five two, million. two to five million two to five million dollars all right this movie is better than movies that cost fifty times this. Yeah, you know when you're you know when you're watching Upgrade and you're just like, so why why does this five million dollar movie have better fight scenes than Black Panther? <laughs> you just keep going to that well, don't you? <laughs> it's a deep well. I'll, 
I'll, I'll give you I'll give you that because that's fight, one thing we talked about. That the five the fight scenes of Black Panther weren't the best. Nope, coming from a guy that actually made one of the greatest boxing movies of all time, Creed. Yeah. So I'll give you that. But yeah, this movie it was it's amazing, dude. Gory though too. Oh, it is gory. gory though. Yeah. But it's also it's just it's tight. Like I mean like oh, it's yeah. lean. It really is. It is like like it goes boom boom plot point plot point and then there's a setup that seems very cliche. Right? But then at the very end they they like they flip it. They flip it and you're just like and, and I was I saw it coming yeah. from the first ten yeah. minutes, right? It's like, oh yeah, woman, I saw it coming, I was like, woman, come on. Woman in the refrigerator, let's just just do this now. We're yep. gonna kill the husband I was like, uh, have to revenge. Don't do this, don't do and this. And then when they get to the end and they but they're just like Oh Oh Yeah Oh but then I was forgiven. Please yeah. continue. Yeah, I was like, Don't do this, don't do this, they're doing this. Oh my god, they they did that? Oh, oh. Damn! Our plans coming together perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I was like, "All right, you got me," because mm. that's what they did. They draw you in, think you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, it happens, but no, it's yeah. something else. I agree. The movie is phenomenal. This is one that I just missed in theaters, and then I couldn't wait until I could to see it. Yeah, and I was waiting. I was waiting, and it was like, "Oh." It's on, like, yeah. uh, whatever, wherever VOD, I got yeah, it. Yeah, VOD. And I was like, oh, yay! And I watched Watch it, and it. I was like, up to the hype, oh, right? my God. Up to the hype. so good. And just the humor and the wit with it, it's just everything. It, and it's a mix of so many different things. I think I, I listed a few things. Like, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Six Million Dollar Man, Man Terminator, Terminator, RoboCop. RoboCop. But just, like, a it's, mishmash. It's, 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 like if, it's like if you put RoboCop in, like, The Kingsman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the yeah. way the mobile movements were felt very much like RoboCop in terms of mechanical, but, like, the fight scenes were very, like, Kingsman, like, hyperkinetic style yeah. of action. It's one thing to see somebody fight, but it's another thing to see somebody fight in a body they're not in control of. Yeah. And that was and, just so and, unique and, and different. just the look on his face yeah. at that point, like when he's doing things he doesn't have control of, and it's like, I mean, the acting there was like perfect. Perfect, man. Like, yeah, that I feel like that's the look I would have on my face if that happened. You know, like, what the what did I just do? All I would say is if you want to upgrade your life, watch this movie. Oh, absolutely. You'll be better for it. Well said. Cool, cool. All right, so I'm going to hop over to my number two. Okay. That uh, is Mission Impossible Fallout. Ah, okay. Now, this is a movie where I saw once, mm-hmm. but I really think I need to watch the one before it. Oh, you didn't see Rogue Nation? No, I did, but it had been a while. Oh, see, so here's... The, and they're so see, tied here's, together. Here's, uh, my friend and, uh, and his girlfriend, yeah, he was showing her, like, the whole series again. Uh-huh. They've been watching, like, one movie a week up until Fallout, yeah. right? And I happened to be at their house when they got to Rogue Nation, so I had to rewatch Rogue Nation again right before we all went to go see yeah. Fallout. So I had Rogue Nation fresh in my head when I saw it. Yeah, and I did. It definitely, it definitely will enhance everything a lot better if you watch Rogue Nation right before yeah. you see this. So I'm going to do that soon because I didn't get everything, and I knew it. As I'm watching it, I'm like, damn, I really need to see Rogue Nation and then watch this movie because they're just they're, it's a sequel of it, essentially. Yeah. You and I were talking earlier about a certain movie that came out in 2015 that was like the action movie spectacular Mad Max. Yeah. I think this is somewhere in the echelon of practical stunts, practical action that is just second to none this year. Oh, yeah. What was done with that skydiving scene. Oh, shit. To like him driving 
the thing in Oncoming Traffic, to the uh-huh. helicopter chase, to the incredible bathroom fight scene. Yeah. That was spectacular. Yeah. My that bo- mustache. My boy Henry Cavill reloading yeah. his arms. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, right. Mm. And, and that mustache. That mustache that may or may not have killed DC. <laughs> <laughs> Oh that man! Fucking but, mustache. It look, but it looked good. It looked good. It looked good. It looked good. It was like a seventies porn stash and all its glory. Hey, but it was glorious though. Oh, it was great. It was good. That movie to me, I was literally on the edge of my seat. What they were doing, like that yeah. skydiving scene, where it was like that whole one shot of the skydiving, yeah. and they got it, and they did that practically yeah like like minus the storm that they go through yeah like the actual like they had someone skydive with tom cruise oh, dozens, of, dozens of times to choreograph because yeah. when he's falling that's one guy filming tom cruise the entire time wow because tom cruise has skydived like at least 200 times yeah he's so, a pro at it yeah on top of that he like went and got his helicopter license and then practiced so he could do the actual thing because he actually already had his license yeah. in the movie but or, or, but in order to have a skill level to accomplish what he had to do in the movie where applied through that that kind of canyon yeah. of mountains he, he needed to get it even better so he had to go learn that like during the movie kind of thing and, well yeah well they he, once they wrote the scene of like he needs to fly through this yeah. canyon he's like I want to do this give me six months of while we're doing production to literally he spent, oh, like, spent like a year training in it. That's crazy. Like, this guy is like he's insane. He he knows so many things. To, well and he broke his ankle and they jump, used that fucking take. They better use that take. Yeah. Is that take not amazing though? Oh it was if great. The camera falls him around and you follows him over the yeah, and uh, on one of the award shows, they show, like, the whole thing, and they also use the take where he gets up and he's hopping. He's hopping, yeah. And I'm like... Because he keeps going. Any other person would just stay down there and be like, oh my god, I broke my yeah, ankle. Yeah. This Maybe. crazy motherfucker. <laughs> There's an upper echelon of actors that are dedicated to their craft. Uh-huh. Tom Cruise is up there. Uh, Keanu Reeves I put up there. Yeah. Because with John Wick, what, what he goes through for training oh, for John for Wick sure. is Ethan Hunt level of training yeah. in terms of what he has to do. This movie to me was the action-packed thrill ride of the year. Yeah. And I walked out and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be in my top three. I don't, nothing else. Yeah. I like Avengers, Infinity War and everything, mm-hmm. but with all that CGI, just to see a bunch of practical stuff. Yeah, it's it was nice. Just, it was, you could feel it. You could oh, feel yeah. the pain. You like, I was wincing, going, ooh, that looked like it hurt. Ooh, ouch, ah. Yeah. And, and I wasn't, and it's hard to really get that when things aren't, things don't feel real on screen. It's true. But this movie accomplished that. And I'm just like, and these movies keep escalating in terms of quality. They really like, do. First one was good. Second one was mad. Third was Solid. Really? J.J. Uh, Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. His first actor. And first uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip, the great villain. Oh, fourth great. one. Took Ghost Protocol was like Brad That's Hurt, the, bil- the Brad, big building, in, right? Uh, yeah. The Bridge Khalifa. Yeah, in like Saudi Arabia or, uh, or uh, Dubai. Dubai, yeah. 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 And then they just took that in the stratosphere and then Rogue Nation with, yeah. his, with his incredible motorcycle chase scenes and him hanging inside of a freaking plane, dude. Yeah. Dude, man, and this one, they're just, ah, man, yeah. they're, just, they, they're only going higher and higher, and this movie needs all the accolades it has. So I'm like, gonna, I'm gonna do that soon. Well, I got some free time right now oh, yeah. <laughs> with everything uh, going on. That's right. The uh, the government's taking time out. Right the, the the government's taking the time out. So I've got. Uh, <laughs> I've got I've got some time. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna watch Rogue Nation and then I'm gonna watch this one. Well, I thought you were gonna go skydiving. <laughs> well, maybe I'll go skydiving to learn how to fly a, a helicopter. helicopter. You, you know, got the time. I got time. Hey, you take I a... don't quite have the money, but I got time. <laughs> it takes what a week to learn, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Easy. Yeah, I got plenty of time. My doc learned it anyway. <laughs> All right, what is your number two, sir? My number two is Tully. Ooh, okay. Yes, this movie 
This movie, I don't know, it just got to me. Interesting choice. Yes. Um, it's in my honor, it's in, it's in my honorable mention. Your honorable mention? It's number 16 on my list. Okay, fair enough. Um, first of all, I'm starting to realize I have a, a type for a movie, and anything with dark humor, I love it. I thought it was Charlize Theron. But well, her too. I mean, is she not anyone's type? Uh, and speaking of Charlize Theron, like, she... If this movie, uh, you're talking about Tony Collette, yeah. same with Charlize, like, if this movie came out within the last couple of months, I think people would be talking about her for an Oscar nomination for Best Actress. Easily. Because, I mean, you know, uh, what's his name? Gary Oldman. Yeah. Won last year because he put on the weight and he had the, uh, or he had the That's prosthetics right. was, um, and um, Christian right? Churchill, 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 right? Churchill, yeah. Right. And all this stuff. And I feel like they don't talk about the same stuff with women. No, because she gained like fifty pounds for this. No, she like she didn't quite go full monster. Like she like yeah, she herself up. But when she was like overweight and like that scene when she's like trying to jog and stuff. Yeah, you can really like see how overweight yeah. she is and stuff. Like a mom trying to like lose it after yeah. having a kid. Exactly. But yeah, man. And I was just thinking, she still looked damn good. Hey, Charlotte's the wrong man. Yeah, right. I would be lucky to have her at like two hundred pounds. Man. Right. Seriously. Even when they dress her down. Yeah. Whew. Oh, man. She can't hide that beauty. Yeah. But interesting story I have for this movie. Okay, so cool. I saw this. Uh, I rented it. And what I do with a friend of mine, uh, I have a friend, Amanda, good friend of mine, and we have movie nights where we watch movies. Like, like she she lives in um, Wyoming. Okay. But, or not Wyoming, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, all right. And, uh, and so what we do is we'll, like, every month we'll have a movie night. We'll show rent a movie, and I'll rent a movie, and we'll watch it over the phone. And, like, or we'll FaceTime and watch it. We did that with it. a friend of mine with Hereditary, actually. Oh, nice, yeah, cool. Yeah. We, so her and I did that with that, and she actually has she has kids. Okay. On top of that, mm-hmm. she, on top of that, she has she has a kid with with uh, with autism. Oh, wow. So, like, and you know, like, like one of their kids has Yeah, he's So, on top of watching the movie and enjoying it with her, she was giving me the, this is, like, authentic stuff. Like, she did the research. She's like, I've done this. Like, I've had the weight outside the bathroom. The kid be afraid of the sounds and stuff. Yeah. And freaking out and having to figure out, you know, their triggers and how to keep them calm and stuff. And on top of that, just being exhausted, you know, and, (laughs) dude, man, being a mom is no joke. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and this movie goes into, like, postpartum depression oh yeah and depression in general mm-hmm. and 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 uh lazy ass husbands <laughs> yeah uh lazy ass husbands who don't try at all yeah or pay attention uh, yeah they yeah at all like you know there's a point when your wife is losing her mind you may want to step in and be like hey like like i think one of my one of my favorite looks is uh when they're like all have when they're having dinner and then uh, she's like just sitting there, just like just tired. Mm-hmm. And then he just walks in and says, "Oh, pizza again?" Yeah. And she just gives him a look like, "I will kill <laughs> just, you." Like if I wasn't exhausted, I would kill you, right? <laughs> like but, bitch, please. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you did him, not but, just but, say but that. That shit. look, the right she gives yeah. him was just like oh, looks could kill. And you were with her, right? You're like. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, you dumbass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this movie, definitely a turn, a twist. Oh, oh that twist I like, actually. Yeah, I, I loved it, it. It made sense, too. Yeah, I, I thought it did, and I feel like I, I if someone were to come to me and be like, uh, that twist didn't do it for me, I'd be like, okay, I get it. But here's the thing, like, it, 
it was set, it was not necessarily set up, but like it's very much akin to almost the Sixth Sense in a weird way. Yeah, like nobody's like nobody's really dead or anything like that, but it's very much like the all the facts were there. You just yeah. need to pay attention. I, I I I went back and I was like, oh, I ignored yeah. that, yeah, and I didn't think about that. Yeah. And all this, and it's like, oh yeah, it was there, and I usually pick up on that stuff, but I thought I was watching one movie, <laughs> and it turned out yeah. to be another movie. And, and the twist was, it was sad. What the twist meant was just like, oh, like, yeah. the person had to pull to like some otherworldly level of strength to like accomplish some stuff. Yeah. But it was sad because they had to. Yeah, it really was. But and that no one noticed. No one noticed. Especially (laughs) the other person, the other lead in this movie is Mackenzie Davis, Mm -hmm. but she's been in some stuff and I've, I've seen her in other things. I just can't remember what they were, but she is really good. Oh yeah. As as Tully. Yeah. The in-house babysitters, the in-house nannies or something like that? Uh, night nannies. Night nannies, yeah. yeah. When they they come in and like take care of them while you sleep so you can actually get some sleep. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was. I definitely, it's not in my top thing, but it's definitely like I definitely give like an eight, and a, eight, eight and a half out of ten. Like it's still yeah. like it's still great. Yeah, like it's it, still really good. And I, I definitely would not fault you for putting it on your top on your top at all. Yeah, and like I said, a lot of good movies. I'd say there. Um, I'm pretty sure we have the same one. Uh, maybe we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was like one, mm-hmm. and then like two to like. 15 mm-hmm. we're all pretty damn close yeah and uh, but this one just hit me mm-hmm. and it maybe it was the mix of the dark humor with that twist with the real issues and all of this and charlie's theron's uh uh performance mm-hmm. along with Mackenzie davis it just got me yeah man, maybe it was the mood i don't know it yeah. got me one of the things that's important in life is timing yeah timing is everything yeah and i just really love this movie Excellent, man. Let, let's 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 do a little uh, honorable mention. Let's just just spitfire just a couple of right. titles real quick, I uh, guess to get the audience out there to go out and check out some uh, some movies that uh, they may have may or not have heard of, or just movies they we think are pretty solid. Okay. Well, my eleven. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which it didn't. You might you kind of talked about this earlier. This is a big one. Yeah. Avengers: Infinity. Oh, oh wow! It just wow. missed it. Okay. Just missed it. Yeah, okay, yeah, that, that's uh, yeah, that's my uh, that's my seventeen. So, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was eleven for me. Uh, another one I just watched, Love Simon. I've seen that one. I hear it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah, I heard nothing but good things. I've seen it. Yeah, and I, and that's one. It's really accessible too. I watched it with my mom, and she loved it. Yeah, and yeah, it was good. Good go. movie. Good word. Accessible. <laughs> Very accessible. Yes. It's like, hey, you know, gay people are cool to watch too, right? Really? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah, a couple of half year. Uh, eighth grade is on my honorable Yep. Yeah, that's uh, 15 for me. Yeah. yeah. Eighth grade on there. Uh, actually, really enjoyed uh, Halloween, the, the remake. It's 16. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought the Halloween was Halloween was uh, was was also really good. Yeah. Kelly's also uh, also also in my uh, my honorable mentions. Yep. Well. One that no one's probably watched a movie called The Night Comes for Us. I have not seen that one. This is. The best martial arts movie of 2018. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. It's on Netflix. All right. The Night Comes for Us? Yeah, The Night Comes for Us. All right. I'll have to check that out. That's all I will say. Uh, done by the same people that uh, worked on The Raid, if you've ever seen The Raid movies. I haven't, but I need check to. Check those out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I almost recommend seeing those first. Seeing those first because okay. In terms of like seeing the quality of their action, yeah. just get even better and better. Yeah. 
like they are. The, That's a foreign film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A, a, a Indonesian. But Got both, it. Both yeah. of them, but but uh, they are the raid movies, and this are the new gold standard of Hong Kong style action. Okay, I, so, I'll check it out. But uh, yeah, uh, that one. Uh, anything else? Uh, I had Overlord. That was fun. Yeah, that was solid. I, I saw that. that on my birthday with my dad, and he was like, "Uh, really?" I was like, "I." I think you're gonna like it. I mean, it kind of had him because it's World War Two base, and me too because yeah. we're history nerds, right? And yeah, that was a fun movie. Yeah, that opening plane sequence of him getting out was just <sighs> phenomenal. Oh my god! And th- and that movie is gory. <laughs> it's gory, but it's also very much like Upgrade, very tight and lean. Yeah, it, like it is. It it gets in, does this thing, and gets out. And it's a different movie than I was expecting. Yeah, but that was a good thing. Again. <laughs> Simple. Yeah, and simple, uh, simple. Leave No Trace. Leave No Trace. Uh, oh, I've heard about that ben one. Ben Foster. Oh, with, the, with, the, with the guy and his daughter, right? Yep. Like, like living off the grid and stuff. Thomason McKenzie is yeah, his daughter. I, plays his daughter. I, I, know what, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's good. Oh, well, I mean, all right, I'm a nature guy, so I hear Leave No Trace. I'm like, okay. Father now living the life that I look at sometimes. Yeah, exactly. I was like, man. all right. There I you go. I feel like you're a guy that liked Into the Wild. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it in a while? I need to. With, with, with Emile Hirsch? Yeah, yeah I need to. I, I feel like you would, and then you'd be like, you'd be mad at him for doing all the dumbest things, because you're just, because you knowing, you knowing how to actually survive in, the, survive in that kind of environment, yeah. it's like, that's not how you do that. Yeah, that's, I probably you know, would. Oh, he's, he's putting a tent the wrong way. That's, you don't put it on that kind of, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think you overestimate my abilities, but yes. <laughs> I at least know how things should yeah, be Yeah, well, and just knowing how to, like, yeah. do that, yeah. But that, that's a good movie. I like yeah, it. For, um, sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, Simple... Oh, Simple Favor ended up being 17 for me. Nice. Um, okay. And then uh, uh, two more uh, that rounded out my 19 and 20. Uh, First Man. Which I oh, thought was, nice. It was a good movie. A lot of people shit on it. Uh, actually, it got it kind of got shit on from both sides. One I haven't seen yet. And again, I, I'm so mad because it's Damon Chazelle, and I love yeah. I love both Whiplash and uh, La La Land. Yeah. So. Like one side was like, oh, they didn't plant the flag. That's wrong. That's un-American. The other side was like, well, there's no diversity there. Oh fuck! Come the fuck on! And I'm like. They were all white, right? Yeah. So who cares? Like, if you want diversity, go Did watch you, Hidden Figures. Like, right? yeah, right. Yeah, I, I the canyon piece, right? Yeah. Seriously, I didn't. I didn't understand either side. It's just like, all right, you guys are being fake mad. It's a good movie. It's understated. They talked about, oh well, you know, Ryan Gosling didn't really do anything. Well, that's the kind of guy Neil Armstrong was. Well, like, people just didn't understand. He's a like, minimalist. That's yeah, his style, but also just like. It's very much like, from what I hear, it's very much, you know, very much, not very much like, but like, he's very much a, a contemplator, just like a lot of quiet moments yeah. where it's just, it's all internal. Yeah. And, and and if that's not your thing, oh well. And then the last one I have is Blind Spotting. Okay, I hear that one's good too. Yeah. Kind of fell apart in the, the third act for me a little bit, but mm. it, it was good. It was funny, you know, about racial issues and things like that. So, it, timely. It's also, um, it's also one I gotta check out too. I definitely yeah. wanna see that one out here because it came up. It came out around the same time as a mm-hmm. movie. I guess I'll throw it in my honor mention because I liked it. Just the ending was so bizarre. But uh, sorry to bother you. Yeah, that yeah that a little bit further down. But that one, you know what? I wanted to like that movie. Right. It's 
And like it, it is so unique. The thing is, it's so unique, and it's saying everything you want, and then at the end, it fights you with this bizarreness. Yeah, and it's like, oh, but you didn't even need that, right? <laughs> but you didn't and, need it. Yeah, you didn't need it. I was like, oh, you got me, you got me. Okay. <laughs> but uh, oh, one I just saw today, decent movie, mm-hmm. uh, Bumblebee. Oh yeah, I hear. Yeah, it was a good movie. Vampire now Tra- I feel like some people are a prisoner of the moment because they're like, "Oh my god, the best Transformers movie!" And I was like, "Not hard." Yeah, like publish. the bar's so low, you might trip on it. All right, <laughs> yeah. the first one was okay. I, I like the first one. Yeah, it was good. I mean, like it's for it's fun, but it's again, fun. it's not. But, but it's this fun. had a good story. My, uh, we were actually gonna go see Vice mm-hmm. uh, with my parents. Uh, that we didn't want to sit in the front. Row, so I was like, "Hey, let's go to Bumblebee." My nice. mom's like, "No." By the end, she's freaking crying. You know, cool, cool. she's like, "Oh, it's so cute." So it's a good movie. Cool, cool. I'll throw out two more. Uh, I like Creed two a lot. Creed two, Creed yeah. Creed two was solid. Yeah, it was and, solid movie. And then uh, Rock Breaks the Internet, I thought was fun. I haven't seen. I get into cartoons. So I know you haven't seen it. I, I I saw the first one, so. Yeah, but that we'll was, see. That was like six years ago, though. <laughs> Fair enough. I probably watched it within the last two. It's good, though. I really enjoyed it. Okay. So uh, we're going to get to our number one here. I think Brian and I actually may actually share the number one movie. I'm just going to give him an indication to see if we're on the same page. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. So I think Brian and I have both met at the top of this list here and are sitting down in a quiet place. In a quiet place. And for me... It wasn't even close. Like, I've had this movie at the top since I saw it, and I've seen it two times since, and I love this movie more and more every time. It's just, I mean, it's just so well done. Just well acted. Again, also tight. Oh, so tight. Yeah. I I wouldn't cut out a single thing. And this movie is so ballsy. Balls what it does that opening now oh i told russell because russell you know russell likes dark things like really oh dark yeah things. i like dark things too but russell really russell, <laughs> russell just aches for it and so after the first five minutes i'm just like russell's gonna love this oh yeah god it's just and the way they made sound a character the sound editing is uh top notch oh, oh my god I, I hope at the very very least that movie gets uh, a nomination for sound engineering yeah. editing because it's it's definitely very unique i know this is probably asking too much mm-hmm. i'd love it to get a best picture yeah, it's not gonna happen but i, I love it i, I, I know mean, you know what you like you know what just switch that out for black panther and, and give it a nomination right a nomination. Yeah, i'd be okay with that it's, it's, it's way better than black I, I, like, i'd be okay one of them that. needs a nomination you're just like i feel like the other one's getting it more as the uh as the quota as we need to fill the black quota with something slot and i'm like yeah but this movie's way better yeah I, i'll agree with that <laughs> i just love this movie the feels the tension the, I mean, you can't get better chemistry than two than people who are actually, actually married. Actually, actually married. <laughs> I've heard the story. I've heard the story of uh, what was it? So like uh, John Krasinski, he's like uh, he goes out to see his wife out in uh, London. She's she, she's shooting some movie. Yeah, and he goes through customs, and they like you know they say like business. Like what are you here for? Business or pleasure? Right? And he's like, oh, I'm here to see my wife. And he's like, oh, is she famous? Oh, we may know her. He's like, oh, yeah, she's famous. Like, oh, like, oh, oh, who is she? And he's like, oh, it's Emily Blunt. And the guy just looks at him and he says, she married you? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we are joined by the one and only Sarah Andrade. How you doing, Sarah? Hola. So we're talking about A Quiet Place, a movie you liked as well, right? Loved it. You saw it with me. Loved it. Hated it. 
I liked it. It, it, it gave her the feelings, and she doesn't really show her feelings very much at all. <sighs> Unless she's mad at me. Yeah. Which is but it means forever. she cares. But it means she cares, though. Yeah. So yeah, a, a quiet place was a, <laughs> was a uh, it was a masterpiece. That it was directed by Jim from The Office. Yeah, I know, and I can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah, he's like, he, he's like the white Jordan Peele. <laughs> <laughs> he really it is. Was, it was this year's Get Out. It really is. Yeah. I feel like Jordan Peele made like the first really good black horror movie, and John Krasinski made the first movie. In the past ten years, to make people shut the fuck up in the movie theaters. I know, right? Right. Because people always Very talk, right. but but if you saw the movie, but people like wasn't everybody quiet when you saw this movie though in the movie theater? I yeah. was fucking quiet, yeah. But but you could hear any, but you could hear people you like eating chips. You could hear anything. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say eating popcorn. You had to be strategic on yeah. when you <laughs> like went for it, and, and so yeah, it's like go to the bathroom. <laughs> and and you're just waiting for some you're waiting for that waterfall scene to actually be able to like chew some popcorn yeah, right? like, oh, finally you're like <laughs> 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 don't, 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 don't load up I also watching it a second and a third time mm-hmm. I I was like you know what I'm such a loud person mm-hmm. you'd be dead I'd be dead like that like, like so and, quick and, and here's the thing like forget just trying to be quiet like imagine if you like talking in your sleep yeah. you know what I mean you know, if you have a nightmare and you like turn, you wake up screaming and you're you're fucked. If yeah. you sneeze, you're fucked. Yeah, like <laughs> if I would you're young, say, you have to like be like uncontrollable farts, like that. Yeah, you learn how to be silent but deadly. Uh, and also, <laughs> they made a baby in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was pretty epic. Like Dude, that that scene where the baby is floating and the thing rises up right next to that oh baby. Oh my god. Mm, that was like, oh mm, god. Mm. Like, did they go to the waterfall for that? What? For the baby? Yeah. No, no, no. For them having sex. This is what I think about. They just have quiet. They just have quiet. So, so you know how, uh, I feel like maybe they were already into like some kinky ball gags. (laughs) (laughs) And then at this point, they just need, they're just like, well, we're already needed to be quiet. There we go. That's some headcanon right yeah. there. I also love that they got the uh, the, that, uh, the girl they cast to play their daughter was, was actually deaf. Yeah, because they didn't, I didn't want... I that the first, like, half of the movie. Oh, she was deaf? <laughs> yeah. And, and the, you know, the actress is actually deaf, too. Oh, well, yeah, in, yeah. The, in the way they did it, like, when they were in anyone else's perspective, you had all the sound and everything. Oh, when you're in her perspective? And then when, yeah, when you're in her perspective, it's hear. just silent. It's just silent. Like, like, the way they did that, that's just, oh. Yeah, whenever, when, like her walking around like you, you know the tall grass and stuff, yeah. it, it's like really muffled, so you can't. Yeah, I didn't it. understand all that until like literally halfway through. Or actually, not even until I watched it the second time. And that's kind so of the re- like so into everything else. And that's the reason, kind of, why they were able to survive longer than most other families was because they were so used to already being able to use sign language to talk to their daughter that that's why they were able to survive longer. Yeah. yeah, see, like, even in the beginning, like, when she didn't know about the toy she gave her brother and stuff, I don't know, I didn't piece it all together until the second time I watched it. Yeah, yeah but I just, everything about it. And at the heart of it, it's just a family trying to family survive. Family trying to survive, man. Family trying to survive. And that ending? That ending, does. All I'll say is... Emily Blunt, man, she can do no wrong, man. She's Mary Poppins, she's Emily in this. What? Yeah, she was the wife. Was she? Yeah. Yes. And you know they're married in real life, too. Yep. Oh, both those. Oh, yeah. Really? So he he was signed on, and she actually recommended another actress 
to to play that role. And then she read the script. Read the like, script and was like, nah, only I it. can do this. Only I can. And also, John, if you want to get laid ever again, right? <laughs> you're giving me this role. <laughs> yeah. And he and he apparently, yeah, yeah, he directed it. Yeah. His reaction was. Finally, yeah. Right. <laughs> if, you, if you look at the movie, which I have right there, her name is first before him. So, Smart man. So, so yeah, this movie is a, a ten out of ten for me. Oh, ten, uh, twelve out of ten. Can we do that? Twelve. Yeah, I I love wow. this yeah. movie. Yeah, I'll give it like a two. A two out of two out of ten. Or two out of two out of hundred. You're right. That's bullshit. And I think I think what you meant was a two out of one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that I agree with. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I've seen better. It was. It was never even a question on what would be the top movie. No, I mean that trailer alone had me hooked. That, yeah. that quiet trailer that was like, oh, oh this premise is interesting. It was just like an all quiet, all quiet yeah. trailer. It was always, you know, how some movies, it's like, all right, that's an interesting premise. Cool, cool. Well, I feel like we've talked about this movie enough, as well as on the review we put up a while ago. So, True. Let's uh, let's end this review. Let's end this review. I'm uh, a big kiss my ass. Thank you, Sarah, for joining us. Thank you so much. You're You've so been such a. Yeah, you I are, was forced, people. You, she was forced, and by forcing me, she laid on my couch and then couldn't leave. Pretty much, yeah. If oh. I could get actual other girls to do that, then. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, right? <laughs> you. All right. Thank you for joining us for another look. Uh, you can email us at another look at Twitter. That is with three O's. You can message us on Facebook and you can email us at another look podcast at gmail.com. I'm Jeremy McKinley. I'm Brian Powers. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah.